0: Well, today I'm going to talk to you about going. Go, God will be uh, with you. This message is not a COVID message, all right? I'm I'm sick of even hearing the word COVID, and I'm sick of talking about it. Uh, I'm sick of preaching about it. Uh, But it could be taken in the context of COVID. But I can honestly say to you, this message didn't come to me because of COVID in mind. It came to me just because something God put on your heart, but I can see for some of us it can be very applicable in the COVID condition. Uh, This message is going to mean different things uh, to different different people. For some of you, it will be applicable to your circumstance right now in this season that we are in. Uh, For some of you, it's going to be applicable to some dreams and desires and pursuits that you've might have put on the back burner or you've had burning in your heart for some time now. Others, it's just going to be a directive to make some changes in your life in in spite of whatever, in spite of your life, in spite of your, your circumstances. And uh, I want to start off with, with this. And I'm saying this just because of who I am and my relationship with some of you. Some of us here at the church we're unhappy and we have even become unhealthy. Let me say that again. Some are unhappy and some are unhealthy simply because some of us has stopped going, some have stopped doing, and some have stopped being. For whatever reason, life has just caused you to just stop. You had dreams, you, you just stopped pursuing them. You had thoughts and ideas, you stopped pursuing them. You had desires and enjoyments, and you stopped doing them. You was involved in very, various relationships, and you stopped doing them. For whatever the reason might be, it could be because of COVID. It could be because of work. It could be because of discouragement. It could be because there was a circumstance that you faced in life and it just took the the wind out of your sails. It could be because of a sickness. You went through a type of sickness Uh, for a season in your life and you came out of that and you just didn't have the drive, the energy, the push and for whatever reason you just stopped. Some of you, you stopped because you think that number behind your name created, created a wall, created a point that you couldn't do things any longer. Your age, in other words. Some of you stopped because you thought Because you became a parent, you can no longer do or pursue any things. What's very interesting about how God created us is He has created us to go. He has created us to continue doing, and He's created us to keep being what He's called us to be in spite of the circumstance that we might find ourselves in. And we see this lined out in the very beginning of creation when God told Adam and Eve to multiply, to increase, to fill the earth. In other words, he told them to go, he told them to do, and he told them to be. And he laid that out in the DNA of the beings that carry on his image and his likeness. If you look at God, the Bible says that he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And God has always gone, God has always done, done, and God has always been who he was. And since we're created in his image and in his likeness, the same goes for us. We are to always go, we're to always be, and we're to always do. And when we stop going... And when we stop doing and when we stop being, what we actually stop is a likeness that we have in God. And the offset and the byproduct of that is unhealthiness and unhappiness. You've ever been to a, a, to a zoo and just looked at a lion or a tiger and Not that I know what they look like in the wild, but man, I have watched National Geographic. And they just don't look the same. And you're like, yeah, this is cool to see these things, but man, I would be willing to sacrifice my sight of them to give them their real real freedom. They just don't look the same. They don't act the same. They don't function the same. They're not as wild, they're not as free, they're not as aggressive, they're not as majestic, they're not as wonderful, but they're the same creature, they carry the same name. But what has happened? They stop going as lions go, they stop doing as lions lions do. And they stopped being as lions were to be. They were encaged. Now they were in a forced engagement without a choice to escape. But us, we have a choice. We don't have to remain in a metaphorical cage. Whether that's been placed on us, our mentality, people we are connected with, or even our government, we don't have to remain in a cage that keeps us from going, keeps us from doing, and keeps us from being. The choice is ours, the choice is yours. I believe with all my heart, God wanted me to share this message with you because He wants you happy. And he wants you healthy. And enough's enough. Whatever your circumstance has added up to, enough is enough. It's enough. Whatever it has been that has stopped you from going, doing, and being, enough is enough. You are not created to exist within a cage. But you are created in the image and the likeness of God And he is the God of freedom. He is the God of joy. He is the God of strength. He is the God of power. He is the God of creation. And we carry that image and we carry that likeness. And through me, God is saying today, carry on. Move on. Go. I will be with you. Now let's dig into the Bible a little bit. Because I don't like to talk without breaking down Scripture. Because then, if that's the case, I'm just giving you a motivational speech. And that's just not my thing. So we're going to look at an area in Scripture, specifically in the Old Testament. We're going to look at a story where a young man and a worker chose to do something that was out of the normal. Not because they were told to do it. But because it was in them to do, I'm sorry. That's a bit small for you guys, isn't it? Ah, (laughs) you guys need some big giant bifocals to be able to see that. Well, I'm sorry. I don't do the best when making these things, and and uh, our 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 media and creative team wasn't here this morning. So, uh, well, if you can't read it, just listen to it. Okay? (laughs) I'm sorry. That's why things are a little bit out of order up here this morning because we don't don't have our team here. Anyway, 1 Samuel chapter 14, verses 6 through 13. So it's a few verses. So sit, sit back, relax, and enjoy since you can't read yourself. Jonathan said to the young man who carried his armor, Come, let us go over the garrison of these uncircumcised. It may be that the Lord will work for us, for nothing can hinder the Lord from saving by many or by few. And his armor-bearer said to him, Do all that is in your heart, do as you wish. Behold, I am with you, heart and soul. Then Jonathan said, Behold, we will cross over to the men, and we will show ourselves to them. If they say to us, wait until we come to you, then we will stand still in our place, and we will not go up to them. But, this is a good but, but if they say, come up to us, then we will go up for the Lord has given them into our hand and this shall be the sign to us. So both of them showed themselves to the garrison of the Philistines and the Philistines said, look, Hebrews are coming out of the holes where they have hidden themselves and the men of the garrison held Jonathan and his armor-bearer and said, Come up to us, and we will show you a thing. And Jonathan said to his armor-bearer, Come up after me, for the Lord has given them into the hand of Israel. Then Jonathan climbed up on his hands and feet, and his armor-bearer after him. And they fell before Jonathan, and his armor-bearer killed them after him. Now, we're going to look at this. There are several things that is totally applicable to us going and knowing God is going to be with us. Look at someone and say, it's time that you go. I'm tired of seeing you here. <laughs> I'm only kidding. I want you here. I do Don't, 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 now don't, don't use my message this morning as, a, as an excuse not to come to church. I'm not telling you to go on Sundays. I'm telling you to go Monday through Saturday and you come back on Sunday, okay? So let's look at this. There's a few points we're going to, we're going to break down this morning. What time do we have? We're good. First of all, this was a heart thing for Jonathan. This was not a command thing. So Israel was actually living in, in, in caves. So we read a line here when the Philistines uh, recognized the Hebrews or heard the Hebrews coming up. They made a comment that, oh, they're coming out of the holes in which they are in. So the, the, so the Israelites were staying in these caves. They were staying in these holes. And it got to a point that it just didn't settle well with Jonathan. Jonathan. Jonathan, from what we gather, was tired of living in a cave. He was tired of remaining in a hole. He was sick and tired of not having the freedom to roam the land and occupy what was his to occupy. There has to be a point in our life that we get sick and tired of where we're at, what we do, who we are, and what we become in order, there, in order for there to be a change. Usually desire is the initiation of, of a fire, of a change. And this just didn't settle right with Jonathan. And there was a desire to make a difference, a desire to make a change in spite of the circumstance. Now, I I didn't read the full context of this, but when you dive into this and you look at the verses prior to what I read, what you will see is that surrounding them was basically mountains and cliffs. And they were down in the holes in the cliffs. And in order for Jonathan to get out of their domain and to actually confront the forces that be, he had to climb up a cliff. The Bible says that he actually climbed on his hands and his feet. It was not mean he was climbing horizontally. It meant that he was climbing vertically. So he had to make a choice to take a risk, to get out of his comfort zone, and to walk in a way that he typically didn't walk. So he typically walked on two feet horizontally, but in order to get out of his circumstance, he had to climb vertically. And there's times in our life when we realize we gotta make a change, but what we've been doing is not going to create the change that we need to make. So we need to walk a little bit different, we need to climb a little bit different, and we need to take a risk that we typically don't take on a daily basis. Come on, are you breathing this morning? So Jonathan made a choice to do something a little bit different to get out of his circumstance. Usually our circumstances is a byproduct of a pattern. And in order to change that circumstance, oftentimes, not all, all is a big word, oftentimes we got to break up that pattern. That can be sin in our life. Sin is based off a pattern, based off a rhythm of choices that we make on a daily basis. Bad relationships oftentimes is based off off a rhythm, off a pattern. Bad habits based off of habit, pattern, rhythm. And in order to make change, oftentimes we have to realize the pattern. Do you know your pattern? Do you know your rhythm? What is the rhythm in your life that is keeping you from going? That is keeping you from doing? That is keeping you from being? What is the thought process? What is the action? What is the emotion? What is the habit in your life that is keeping you from going, doing, and being? If you can find out and recognize that rhythm, you see the first thing that you're going to have to change in order to start being what God has created and called you to be amen slide guys so this was a heart thing for Jonathan no one told him to do it who says we need permission to be ourselves who says the lion needs permission to roar Who says the eagle needs permission to fly? Who says those stupid gophers need permission to put holes in our yard? And who says I need permission not to kill them? Nobody. If you can find the stupid thing. Who says we need permission to do what God has placed in us to do? Nobody. The second thing we see, the next slide, is Jonathan did not have certainty. If you notice, he walked into this with his armor-bearer, really without certainty. Now, he had belief, he had faith, but he didn't have certainty. How many of you know that faith and certainty is a little bit different? He didn't have certainty, but yet, he was true to his heart. How many of us don't do what we would really like to do? How many, of you, how many of us don't try what we would really like to try because you or we don't have certainty? How many of you would jump out of a plane if you knew beyond a shadow of a doubt that that parachute would open? How many of you will not jump out of a plane because you don't have certainty that the parachute will open? Yeah, a few of you. Some of us are not doing, are not living, are not going, are not being ourselves because we just don't have certainty that everything will be wonderful, everything will be great, it will all be painless, there will be no discomfort, we won't lose any money, we won't have any shame, blah, 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 on down the line. Jonathan, he did not have certainty that everything would be okay. He didn't have certainty that a rock would not come loose from the cliff that he was climbing. He didn't have certainty that he would get in trouble by the king when he returned. He didn't have certainty that, hey, I could die today because it's only two of us and it's an army of them. He didn't have certainty, but he trusted God with what God had placed in his heart. Can we trust God with what we believe and we feel? God has put in our heart, as opposed to trusting what we see in the mirror, trusting what we feel, or trusting what other people say. The third thing, next slide, is Jonathan did have support. He didn't have certainty, but he definitely had support, and he had support from his armor bearer. He had support from the person that knew him pretty good. See, his armor-bearer was his side man, his sidekick. He was the person that had access to Jonathan. He knew the way Jonathan thought. He knew the habits of Jonathan. He knew the patterns of Jonathan. He knew the weaknesses of Jonathan. He knew the strengths of Jonathan. Now, I will say this. It is important to get some feedback from people that is around you, that knows you, that you can trust when it comes to us adventuring out and going and doing. There is power in support. There is accountability in support. There is strength in support. One will put 1,000 to flight. Two will put 10,000 to flight. And there is wisdom when there is support. So he had support. He had someone next to him. And that person next to him basically told him, yes, do what you got to do. But then he also said to him, I am with you. I am with you heart and soul. I am with you thick or thin. Wherever you go, I go. So he had this amazing support system to do what God had placed in his heart. Now, when you really die, when when you look at this, what you begin to see is everything begin to line up. When I used to do electrical work in Texas, my boss would consistently tell me if it just if it ain't screwing in right if you got to apply too much force if something just isn't lining up properly then something just ain't right because there there'd be times i'd be like this ain't screwed in and i try to force it and force it and force it and force it and it's like johnny if it ain't smooth it ain't right step back take a look at it and if it ain't coming together and something's wrong because it's not that hard. That, those conversations that I, I had consistently with, with my boss has stuck with me in life, in ministry, with God. If things just aren't lining up, maybe they shouldn't be. And I've learned from a bad series of mistakes that if we enforce the issue, God will let it happen, but we'll wish to God he never did let it happen. It's kind of like praying for that car. You know, you want want that car, but but at first God ain't letting it happen. But you keep on trying to get that car. And then all of a sudden God lets it happen. And then two months down the road, that engine blows up. Or two months down the road, you have a decrease in pay. And now that 700 $800 a month payment just ain't cutting it. And if we would have just listened to God beforehand because it just wasn't lining up, we would be in a lot better of a position. Am I making sense this morning? So when we go to do and things just aren't quite lining up, that is a time to sit back Examine and realize maybe this isn't the time or maybe this isn't right for me. With Jonathan, he had had two possible choices. He says, if they come to us, then it's not a God deal. He said, but if they ask us to come to them, then it's a God deal. So he knew, he already had in his heart and he had in his mind what, what it was if it was God and what it was not if it was not God. And everything began to line up for him. Because the Philistines said to Jonathan, come up to us. We want to show you a thing. And he already knew in his heart that if this happened, this was God. And because it happened, and because it lined up, he made the climb and he charged and he didn't really charge in his own right. He really didn't charge in his own power. Yes, he used his own power. And yes, he used his own strengths and his abilities and his talents. But at the same time, he knew that this was bigger than him. And he made a comment in here. And this comment was that God would be with us. And this is kind of the title of my talk today is Go! God will be with you. In my time with God this week, I just felt it heavy on my heart that the Lord wanted me to tell you, go, God will be with you. Do, God will be with you. Be, God will be with you. Don't be the lion in the zoo that everybody just looks at, but be the eagle that flies free in the wilderness. Do and be what God has made you to be. Don't live your life for everybody else. Don't live your life to be a view on social media. Don't live your life to be pleasing to your neighbors. Don't be your life because everybody else can look at you and say, and smile and say wow and say cool. Live your life according to how God created you and how God made you. And if you know, if everything is lining up, you can go for it and God is going to be with you. Amen. So Jonathan went, their first, which is stated after what I read, their first entry into the camp allowed them to take down 20 Philistines. Him and his armor bearer killed 20 Philistines. What was interesting is what happened after that. What happened after after that was supernatural. The other residents of the camp, the other Philistines, went into a frenzy. They thought the two was many. And the Bible says they begin to turn upon each other. They actually begin to create casualties amongst themselves. If you would have it, friendly fire. And it was God working through the, through the initial actions Of Jonathan and his armor-bearer. Oh, I just got something. You got to give God something to work with. You got to make an initial choice. You got to make an initial action. You just can't stop and expect God to do it. Why did Peter walk on water? He walked on water because he initially got out of the boat. Why did David kill Goliath? Because initially David said, I'll go do it. And he walked down to the brook and picked up five stones. And it was God that sailed that stone. But it was David that initially did it. We can go through story after story in Scripture to where children, men, children of God, men and women... Made an initial step, an initial choice, and then God had their back. Jonathan and his armor bearer got the okay, everything lined up. They made the first initial step, and God moved in in their favor with them. Now, what happened for the rest of Israel is the rest of Israel began to come out of their holes. And this victory became a victory for Israel, not just for Jonathan and his armor bearer. This victory became a revival for their family, for their nation, for their people. Who's to say that your choice of going will not ignite a fire in somebody else's life for them to go and do too? Who's to say that you're going would not initiate a personal revival, maybe in your spouse's life, your children's life, your friend's life? Because remember, when God puts something in our heart, he doesn't put it in our heart just for me, myself, and I. God always thinks in layers. And when God puts something in our heart, it's not just for our personal benefit, even though that is a part of it. It's also for the effect of somebody that is in our downline. And again, we can look at Scripture and we can see how God's interaction with one had an effect on another that had an effect on another that had an effect on another. Jonathan's choice to follow his heart in spite of the circumstance not only brought a victory for himself and his armor bearer, but also brought up victory for his people and for his nation. See, going and doing will be good for you and me, but it will also be good for your people. God will use it as a point of blessing, and God will use it as a testimony. You might be wondering why all this junk is up here, and a lot of it's junk. It's because I'm going to have an auction this morning. Could I get a bidder (laughs) on? No, we're not having an auction or a garage sale. These just represent things that people do and that people might want to do. And yes, these are superficial to a degree. Doing doesn't stop here. But this is just to illustrate just to create a trigger in your heart and in your mind. Maybe you want to take a trip to the beach. Maybe you want to learn to surf or bodyboard. Hey, I didn't start snowboarding until I was 40 years old. And yes, it hurt. (laughs) But now I love it. I'm going to hardly ever fall now when I go. But my first three days of snowboarding, I fell and I fell. I even broke one of my ribs uh, on my second day of doing it. But I was like, I'm going to jump back on this stallion. And I'm going to ride this baby. Come on. Take a trip. Take video. Take photos. Learn a craft or develop your craft. Realize that there's places to go. And don't fear just because there's mountains ahead. Learn something new. Go back to school. Take an online course. Talk with people. At the very least, become YouTube educated. <laughs> YouTube offers a great education right now, and it's free, right? Ain't that right, Brad? I fixed my motorcycle plenty of times when I had it uh, just from YouTube, YouTube and Matt. <laughs> How many of you've ever heard of Don Bag Daryl? I see a head nod yet. This is Dimebag Darrell's uh, signature guitar. Learn some music. If you you know how to play, play music. If you used to play music, play music again. Something different. Go make some food for somebody and deliver it. How many of you got soup here a couple weeks ago? We made and sent out soup to uh, a lot of our seniors and so forth. Uh, I, I got some good reports on that. My point is, life is full of Opportunity to go and do. But life is also full of opportunities, or excuse me, it's also full of excuses not to do. Come on. Your lions and eagles. Your tigers and gazelles. Your dolphins and sharks. Yes, yeah, some of you are sharks. My wife is a dolphin one day and a shark the next day. <laughs> Lucky for me, I love dolphins and sharks, baby. I, I'll swim with all both of them. <laughs> <laughs> well, that good to cover. She knows. Lorana Piranha, right? <laughs> 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 if you're new today, me and my wife kid like this, okay? <laughs> Believe me, she hammers me down more than, than, than this here, Ar- okay? Yeah, yeah, don't act all innocent. You're a kitten with claws all the way. <laughs> Golly. Seriously, God's created us to go and do. He's given us a biblical example. I'm going to talk about this for a couple weeks. We're going to jump into, into Moses' story next week. You know, sometimes as a pastor, I, I let you into my life just to be an example. We see faith leaders in Scripture doing that. I made some changes over the last couple of years in my life. I went back to school. Ever since I was a kid, I helped in the kitchen. I used to peel potatoes for my grandparents. I used to clean squirrels and fish for my granddad. I used to set tables for my mom. When I got married, whatever Lorana said to do in the kitchen, I would do. Every now and then, they would let me cook. And a couple years ago, I felt the need to... Uh, to have a secondary skill set, and I began to just consider what do I want to do? And I chose to go to culinary school. At 45 years old, I signed up for BC. It was able to fit around my church schedule, and I went back to school. Now, I was the oldest joker in school most of the time. (laughs) That is not cool being 45 and now 46 years old going to school with 18 and 19 year olds. But nonetheless. And I'm about to start a side hustle. Last summer, I hurt myself lifting weights. I got tired of hurting myself. So I said, I'm gonna get into endurance sports. I started running, started cycling, started swimming, which has led into a lot of cycling. Something totally different. I've always used to lift weights, focus on the heavy stuff, really short, quick, you know, kind of aggressive type thrill sports. I never was into endurance sports. I just made a change. I'm gonna make a change. I'm gonna do something different. It has really benefited me. It's made me feel better. I've been able to lose weight. When we were snowboarding for my birthday here a couple few weeks ago, I was bending down to, to do my bindings, and it just dawned on me, oh, I don't have a gut anymore. This feels so good to snap my bindings in. It's been good for me. And here in the last three or four weeks, I started writing and playing music again. In my early music, I, I, I had like a little Christian rock blues band, but I stopped that. And here recently, I started writing and I started playing again. You might be thinking, well, how do you have time for that? Because sometimes I get up at four in the morning and I practice my guitar, and sometimes I go running at 10 o'clock at night. Because I made a choice. I'm not going to live my life based off of social media, TV, or unnecessary things in my life. I'm going to be free. I'm going to take care of my responsibilities. I'm going to work my job. I'm going to make sure my family is good. But I'm going to do, I'm going to go. No one's going to stop me. COVID is not going to stop me. My age is not going to stop me. Circumstances that I can control is not going to stop me. Now, that's me, and I've, I wanted to share me with you this morning. I believe with all my heart God wanted me to tell you today, go, he will be with you. I'm not going to lie. I was a bit unhealthy and a bit unhappy. I was over 200 pounds. I was getting strong, but man, I just did not like how it made me feel. And I made some changes. I didn't like the fact that I didn't have a secondary skill set. Ministry is very volatile. It can change in the drop of a hat. People can love you one day and literally they can leave you the next day. And I've had a lot of uh, ministers older than me say, you you really need a secondary skill set. And I never had that. I've done a lot of construction jobs, done ranch jobs and all sorts of things. And you know what? Me going back to school has made me feel good. It's made me feel like I've achieved something. I've done something. It's been good for me. What would be good for you? What would be good for you? What is something in you? What is something that God has placed in your heart? What would benefit you, benefit your family, benefit your body, benefit your mind, benefit your health, benefit your happiness? Whatever it might be, I'm going to be as so bold to say this morning, I feel like God wants me to tell you, go. He will be with you. Lorana's mom used to always tell her something, and she used to say it to me to keep me acting all good. My mama told me not to settle for less, so you better not be less. (laughs) I ain't less, am I, baby? No, no, no. Hey, don't settle for less. Settle for flying. Settle for roaming. Settle for running. Settle for what God created you to be. Amen? Next week we're going to talk about not being foolish and not going about it the wrong way because some people do this and they do it foolishly and they go about it the wrong way. We see that in Moses' life and we're going to talk about that next week. But as far as this week, think about it, pray about it, search your heart, search God. What is it that you would like to go and do and have God be with you? Let me pray for you today. Bow your head, please. Father, I just want to thank you for my church family. Inside this building, within our hearts and minds, is so much capability. It's so much dreams, so much passion, so much calling. But yet, oftentimes, Father, life has a way of just kind of compressing that, holding that down, and not allowing things to surface. And yes, we know that for a season, some things just don't happen, and that's just how it should be. But we also know it's not meant to be that way for life. So God, I'm just asking this morning that you, in in our hearts and in their minds, as we leave this building and as we leave this week, that you just reiterate what has been said. Reiterate the story of, of Jonathan, the son of a king, who followed his heart and established a victory for his people. May we be able to apply that to our hearts and to our lives. May we begin to recognize things we can do, things we should do, things that we've stopped doing. And Lord, I ask that you give us the wisdom to pursue it. Give us the strength to do it. Give us the tenacity to be committed. Father, I ask that you allow us to recognize the work of the enemy when the enemy comes in and he says we can't. When he says we're not good enough. When he says we don't have that experience. When he says we shouldn't. Whatever he might say to us, may we recognize that's the voice of the enemy. May we bind that up, rebuke it as your word says, and carry on with what you called us to do. But at the same time, May we be so sensitive to your spirit if it is your voice giving us a warning, giving us caution, telling us to slow down or telling us to wait or telling us to go. May we not only recognize the work of the enemy, but may we also hear and be sensitive to your voice that so gently speaks to your children. I declare blessings. I declare favor over my church family today. In the name of Jesus Christ, everybody said amen. Come on, can you give God a good praise for his word today?